Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Our buddy Logan Paulson, the longtime tight end in the NFL and in Washington. With the Commanders before they were the Commanders, now part of some of their broadcast ops, joins us to break down Eric Bieniemy. He's on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Visit BetQL.com. Logan, how you been, buddy? I'm good. How are you, man? We're doing very well, buddy. So this Bieniemy news is exciting because he's been part of such an excellent program out there in Kansas City coming here to Washington. I know they can't bring Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and a great offensive line and all the other stuff. What can they bring from there to here? Well, I think what Eric Bieniemy is going to bring is a guy who's very highly detailed and a guy that has been around Andy Reid and understands how to prep a game plan in the vision and style that Andy Reid has taught him. And I think that that's extremely valuable because when you look at offensive coordinators, the thing that's very challenging about cultivating an offensive, uh, you know, prepping for the week is the game plan, is putting that stuff together, is the film study, is the grind in the week, and he's done that. And, you know, I was privileged enough to play for Eric Bieniemy in 2005 at UCLA, and he is a very – he's a guy who's all about the details and all about the process. And I think, you know, bringing a person like that here with a fiery emotion is going to be very, very advantageous. And I also think one of the things when you watch Kansas City film – they know how to get the ball to their playmakers consistently and find easy touches for those guys. So that whole philosophical approach, I think, will be here. And I think Eric Bieniemy is capable of bringing that and installing that here. Logan, what do you know about assistance and their involvement? And what do you make of this whole idea that maybe Bieniemy's not that involved and maybe it's only Andy Reid, kind of that drawback against him? Yeah, I mean, from what I understand and talking with people that are familiar with the situation, like that is a little bit over uh, an overcharacterization. Like he helps cultivate the game plan. Is Andy Reid involved? Yes. It sounded much like to me in terms of the way it was described to me, like it was with Sean under Jay Gruden, right? It was Sean would do the game plans. He would do some stuff. Did Jay have, uh, you know, final say and absolute input? 100%. So I think that's kind of what you're dealing with. But what that teaches a young play caller like Sean McVay, for example, is it teaches them how to build a game plan, what's on third down, how to structure a practice week, all that kind of stuff. And the enemies had the opportunity, opportunity to learn from, quite frankly, one of the best, if not the best, offensive minds in all of football for the last five years and kind of see the minutia and the details of how to do it. And he's a very detail-oriented guy, so I, I know that is just becoming ingrained in his personality. And I think that's irrespective of his total responsibility. I think he's done enough there and learned enough there that he can get that implemented here. Logan Paulson with us here on Grant and Danny. What specifically, like line it up first down, like what specifically is the most different between what you think Bienemy and that Reed Tree, what they're going to run here, uh, even you know, adapting to personnel versus what Scott Turner was doing? So I think when you look like play to play, like conceptually, it's very, very similar to what Scott was running here. And, you know, Andy Reid is 
kind of of that Air Coriel, of that Norv Turner ilk with a little bit more West Coast sprinkled in. What I do think on a play-to-play downtown basis they do a better job of is finding wrinkles and putting you in an advantageous position to express those wrinkles as a player. They also do a really good job of stacking plays. You know, we're going to run a tight zone to the left with a jet sweep action to the right. The next play, we're going to hand the jet sweep off because the, the numbers were advantageous for us, right? They do a really good job of that stuff. And I think the other thing, like we talked about earlier, or I mentioned earlier, is they find a way to speak to their skill set, speak, speak to who they have. And that's something that Scott didn't necessarily do the best job of, right? He's like, this is my system execute my system i think there's a little bit more flexibility a little bit more kind of like you know we've got terry mclaurin we've got Jahan dotson how do we put those guys in good positions to be successful we know the offensive line struggling maybe we run the ball more um on early downs whatever that may be more play action so i do think you're going to see a system that is divergent from what kansas city did in terms of play to play but in terms of philosophical approach i think you're going to see something that is exactly what this team needs which is something that's adaptable something that's innovative, something that finds players' touches and finds them easy touches and easy reads, especially for a young quarterback like Sam Howell. So I want to go into what you talk about with stacking plays, Logan. How does that fit versus, as you just mentioned, making sure that I can't have halves where Terry McLaurin gets like one target, which happened for weeks at a time, or you know, Dotson's not involved for a month or whatever it is. How do stacking plays sort of – not contradict, but how do they work in concert or, you know, how, how do you balance that with making sure all those stars get touches? Well, I don't think there's anything that kind of, I think they support each other. You know, I think one, you know, like another example from the San Francisco game last year is they run a simple choice route to the left to Kelsey, right? They run a corner, they run a five yard out and they run like a spot concept on the backside. Great. However, what you're able to glean from watching that play is how wide the play side safety is playing. He attacks the corner in this really demonstrative play, way, right? They're playing defensively. San Francisco's playing quarter-quarter halves, right? So the half-field safety really matches the corner. The next play, the very next play in the sequence, they run a corner to hold that half-field safety, and then they run a post in behind it. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes has tremendous arm talent and is able to deliver the football there. But you see them stacking plays, getting touches to their playmakers while taking advantage of what the defense is giving them. And I think that is something that, again, will be interesting to see if the enemy can bring because it's been quite clear that um, Andy Reid is calling plays on game day. Uh, but I think that's something that hopefully the enemy has been able to learn from being around him for so long. Logan Paulson on Grant and Danny. We're live from the St. James today here on 106.7 The Fan. We think of Biennemi as a pass-first guy because he was the OC in Kansas City when they were essentially pass-heavy, especially on early downs, and they were one of the great passing offenses in the league. Do you expect him to run the ball a whole lot more here based on either being away from Andy Reid, who's not really a run-heavy guy, or just because of the personnel? I think kind of it goes back to the personnel thing more than anything. Like, you know, you look at the teams, you know, we've talked about this before, you and I, teams that were struggling offensively this year with, you know, subpar quarterback play or young quarterback play, they tend to lean into running the football more, not because it's, it's more effective, but because it insulates the thrower. So I think you'll see more stuff like that, maybe more runs, because I do think it's important to acknowledge that while Kansas City doesn't run the football a whole bunch, they are very effective when they run the football they understand how to scheme up running, uh, you know, advantageous running looks. All those things are very advantageous for them. But I do think that that um, understanding what they have, you know, screens, jet sweeps, bubble passes, RPOs, some of that 
those wrinkles, those subtle wrinkles um, might be advantageous for a guy like Sam Howell. So, yeah, do I expect the offense to look a little bit different? 100%. Do I think they're going to run the football a little bit more if I was a betting man? I'd say yes. Um, but is that necessarily a bad thing? No, because I think when you look at good offense, look at San Francisco, for example, they run the ball a ton. They're almost 50% running the football, which is a very high percentage in the NFL. But they're one of the most effective offenses in the league because they understand when to take their shots, inflating the thrower. They're not predictable in terms of sequencing. It's not like we're running the football every first down. We're passing on first down. We're running on second down. We're throwing on third down. We're, we're mixing up the sequence to keep the defense offset to get first downs, to allow us to get deeper in our playbook and call more runs, which I think ultimately is what Ron wants. I think ultimately benefits Sam Howell. So Logan Paulson's here on GND. He's been watching the film and studying his Kansas City offense. Eric Bieniemy's coming to Washington. We're trying to figure out what this new uh, put-together unit's going to look like. Do you think Rivera just kind of sits back and watches? I mean, do you really believe that Ron is going to allow Bienemy to to be the guy? Because that was not always the case, as you probably know, with Scott Turner. Yeah, but I think obviously the situation with Scott Turner was a little bit different. I think there was a little bit of obviously friction in terms of offensive efficiency that Ron felt like he needed to be more involved. I think. If but but if that happens Bien- again, like it's not easy to always move the ball. Will he be it's different not- this time? Um, well, my question to you is, like, does he need to be different? Does he need to be more hands-off? And I don't know. I think it's always good to, you know, in any, in any professional environment, have things that challenge conventions or challenge your expectations. And if you, as the coordinator or play caller, can stand up on the whiteboard and defend them to the head coach, then I think that's better. And I think EB is perfectly capable of defending himself and making valid justifications for why he's doing whatever he's doing. And at times, I felt like um, maybe that, same relationship wasn't cultivated between Ron and Scott in that same way. So I do think that, yeah, I think that's fine. If Ron wants to be involved, be involved. But you, you know that um, from what I understand of people who know EB and from my limited time working with EB, he is a man of a very absolute vision and is going to defend what he believes. And I think um, that bodes well for, for, for a new, newly installed offense. So, and Logan Paulson with us here on GND. So, I'm sure you saw LaShawn McCoy's comments, and he was talking about the, you know, the, the enemy that he knew in 2019. And my counterpoint to that is, you know, he was in that role for five years, and I'm sure his responsibilities grew. I'm sure more was put on his plate. And, you know, and he, as you kind of alluded to, he, he was intimately involved. How have you seen him grow and that offense kind of grow and change? I mean, the biggest way for me, Logan, is I thought they would take a huge step back without Tyreek Hill. Nope, they were the number one offense in the NFL again, which is just a, a testament to all those guys in that room. What was the biggest evolution you saw in those five years that Biennemi, uh was the OC there? Well, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a kind of a complicated, nuanced question, something we could talk about for a long time. But I think in terms of the highest level thing we could talk about, I think it's just an ability to speak to your offensive strengths and your playmaker's strengths. Obviously, when you have Tyreek Hill there, um, you understand the dynamic element of speed that he brings to the offense and how that opens up stuff for Travis Kelsey underneath. Um, you know, last year to this year, you say, oh, they're going to lose Tyreek Hill. I think they kind of understood what teams were doing to them, you know, in terms of this cover two structure. Now they're running the football a little bit more, attacking underneath against that cover two structure. Patrick Mahomes has become more patient. That takes coaching. That takes time. That takes an emphasis. And that takes a really smart offensive staff to kind of say we're going to be one step ahead of what defenses are doing to us. 
And if this was effective, we're going to have a solution for it. So I think that's the thing that, again, gets me excited is you see innovative football that's challenging convention to a certain extent, right? Challenging expectation, challenging traditions. And that's always good. That's the way offensive football should be played. You're on the cutting edge. The game is designed to make you, uh, to give you the advantage, take those advantages and put the defenses in binds. And I think ultimately, like when you look at Kansas city and why they're so effective outside of having hall of fame football players on their team, it's innovative offensive play calling and innovative offensive philosophy. What do you make of the juxtaposition on Sam Howell over the span of a few days of a lot of people in the building not thinking he was ready to play, and then a few days after the season ends, the commanders get word out that he's the guy going into next year. As exciting an idea as that is, as much as I like trying to have a rookie quarterback contract on the books and and spending elsewhere, that is hard for me to wrap my head around how much – changed after 11 completions basically yeah and i and i get that and i understand um the kind of the the caution there and it's totally warranted and i think um you know with a young quarterback in that situation versus that defense i think understanding ron's perspective there becomes a little bit clearer right you say this is one of the best defenses in the nfl like how ready is he to go dallas is playing for something are we just throwing him to the wolves and so you know, after talking with guys on the team, you know, obviously changed that perspective. And I think Sam comes out and shows you some things that, from a tool standpoint, that get you very, very excited. You know, the quick release, I think, is the, the kind of the first among those things, the arm talent, the, the running ability. And you say, if we add two, three offensive linemen, if we play better defense next year, like this is a guy that we can win two to three more games with. And I don't think that is a totally unreasonable expectation you know are there pitfalls with that logic 1000 percent. but can you see if you squint and tilt your head what they're getting at there and i think you absolutely can so um with regards to the change i think you know 11 throws in a meaningful football game against a division rival are not insignificant would i like a larger sample size 1000 percent, i would but do i think that there are some things to get us excited about um with regards to sam Howell moving forward in the next year given they can insulate him with good good players and along the offensive line specifically. Yeah, I, I can see that, and um, and I'm cautiously optimistic that that's going to go the way they want it to go. Logan, if you had like a consulting session where they they brought you in and you know the new staff was basically like, okay, tell us what Sam Howell needs to be most successful early on and then down the road, right? Like, how should we be building this kid? to be you know as good as he can be this year but then keeping in mind also the maximum potential that he may have you know down the down the you know years from now to to be an honest to goodness franchise quarterback that you don't mind paying tens of millions of dollars to so i think um you know what i would say and this is maybe not worth my consulting fee as i'd say look at what philadelphia (laughs) did with jalen hurts i would say look at that i'd say look at what they were able to do there they're able to build one of the best offensive lines in the nfl surround him with excellent skill position players and play good, good sound defense. They were able to develop a wrinkle offensively that elevates him and elevates the floor of that offense, specifically his running ability. Now, does it have to be the running ability for Sam Howell? No. Could it be the RPO game? Potentially. Could it be select uh, quarterback design runs? Absolutely. Could it just be scrambles like it was for Daniel Jones? 100%. But I would say find that wrinkle for him, lean into that, find that offensive line, build this roster out so you feel really good about where you're at 
and then there's no reason for him not to be successful. And if he's not, then you have your answer moving into 2024. And I know that's not necessarily what this staff wants to hear or needs to hear, but that would be my consultation advice. Build the roster to the best of your ability. Get the best football players around him. Find that wrinkle, which I think this offensive staff is capable of doing, and win some football games that you shouldn't win this year because of this wrinkle you've discovered and the better roster as a whole. You know, So I think that's kind of what I would say. And I think um, you know, Philadelphia ran that to a tee, and, and look what happened for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, worked out pretty well for them. He's Logan Paulson. A couple of moments left here on G&D. Uh, real quick, I want to go over to the defensive side of the ball and hit a couple of big items. Deron Payne, there was a report yesterday from Pro Football Talk that he's 99.9% likely to get the franchise tag, which I guess means Florio is saying the team doesn't expect to sign him to a long-term deal. We had a cap expert on from PFF named Brad Spielberger a couple weeks ago. He suggested to us that Payne is probably going to get something like four years and $80 million on the open yeah. market. Would you pay him that long-term deal off of kind of one monster season unlike the rest of his career? Would you rather tag him and see what happens? Well, first off, I'd like to just say I think Payne deserves to get paid as much money as he possibly can get paid by the NFL. So whether that's with, with Washington here or with some other team, I'd like to see that happen for him. Now, that being said, putting my GM cap on, I think that number is a little bit too steep for me given one year of production. Now, do I think Payne is an outstanding football player? I 1,000% think he's an outstanding football player. Do I think he will be able to have 11 and a half sacks next year? I do not. I think that's a very high variance statistic, especially for an interior defensive lineman. And I'll be very reluctant to do that. Now, franchise tag seems the right thing to do. What I really think is the best case for all parties is to franchise tag and then trade Deron Payne. And then he will get a new deal with the new team. Atlanta Falcons have some of the most cap space in the NFL. The Chicago Bears also have a ton of cap space. Those two teams would be perfect candidates. Trust your process. You drafted a guy in the second round last year. You have a nice young rookie player in Ridgeway that can fill out the depth. Then you could use some of that cap space to fill out this roster, You know, hunt for maybe a, um, a free agent offensive lineman, something like that. But, yes, um, I, I do think that number for Payne seems about right. You know, $20 million a year for, for an interior defensive lineman with that kind of production seems right. Do I think this team can afford it? Probably not. Um, and so that leaves you with the franchise tag because you don't want to let them walk out the door for nothing. What could they get in a trade? So I've been kicking that around. I've talked to a couple people, like some people, some crazy people, have said that you can get a first-round pick for him this year and, you know, the, the team would pick up his contract, kind of like the A.J. Brown deal from last year, which seems a little bit steep to me. But yeah, I don't not see outside. That not outside the realm of possibility. And if that is an offer and if that is something that comes up, I think you have to grab that with both hands. Um, you know, maybe a second and third this year. That's the type of thing that I'm thinking about. Um, but, yeah, if someone offers you a first form, I think you say, yes, please, thank you. Yeah, where can, where then, can I sign up? <laughs> yeah, right. And then, uh, and then make that decision to move on. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see if, if they're even open to trade offers. Um, I think they should be. And given the right price, um, I think they should look really long and hard at that. Logan, awesome with us as always. But now GM hat Logan Paulson is swinging trades off of franchise tags. That entitles you to a second serving of vegetables. <laughs> so grab some leeks and you may have a full plate of Swiss chard, my friend, for your hit today. Great job. Dude, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, always fun talking to you, boys. Logan Paulson. You, you see why we love having him on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.